0: Hey guys, welcome to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Allen. Yes! You know, this podcast is dedicated to bringing honest, authentic conversations so that you can have a happy, healthy, juicy love life. Here's Crazy Juicy Love. Welcome back to the Crazy Juice of Love podcast. So we're going to talk about a real good one today is why don't men ask for help? Now, this is another thing that came up so much in my interviews with men um, recently and, you know, I too have had struggled with it and still struggle with it a little bit sometimes, but, um, I'm better with it today than I, uh, that I was, uh, years ago. And it wasn't for, if I wasn't surrounded by coaches and people who are in these sort of personal development spaces, uh, like I would <laughs> do it all on my own. And, you know, um, you know, I remember, uh, you know, going into thing, this thing of like, uh, and I'll say this, get real open and vulnerable about this, you know, and uh, I'm not sure how this is co- uh, coexisting with each other. But, you know, a lot of people ask me, it's like, oh, you're, you're gay and how are you coaching straight men? Has somebody else say that to me? And I said, I don't know why. I didn't know, you know, um, they come to me, they feel... Uh, that they can, I can help them, and so it wasn't until I had a, a client slash friend who I coached him, and you know, right now he like changed his life. He like I was so hard on him <laughs> that he literally um, he cashed in one of his bonds, paid up all his debt, applied for the school that he wanted to in Paris, and right now he's in Paris at His dream school pursuing what he wants to do because he was lingering in this, not asking for help. And it took him a lot of courage to even come up to me and ask me to coach him for, uh, you know, a fee because he was my friend. And you know, ultimately, a lot of men we bullshit ourselves like, we don't need this, I can do this, I can tough this out, which is a false belief that really detriments men and i know i've said this before on previous podcasts but you know two of my uncles died of cancer because they never asked for help and or they didn't know in a sense that they never went to the doctor of my uncles i don't know like i was on family vacation one day with some of my family members. And I don't know, I, I've, I've been in this place of like learning to coach, learning to ask questions, getting curious about people and our lives, and blah, blah, blah. And so one day we were all having breakfast or lunch or something like that. And I don't know, I just had this instinct to ask this question. So I said, Hey, how's your health? You know, when was the last time I did a doctor? You know, and he looks, he gives me a look, and he looks at his girlfriend, and I was like, he's like, ask her, and I was just like, what do you mean, ask her? I'm asking you, like, you don't know <laughs> what the doctor said. Come to find out, he has not been to the doctor. Now, this person was, you know, my uncle was in the army, and he gets, you know, health insurance, and didn't even apply for it. And I was just like what do you mean you serve this country they have this available for you and it's been eight years you know and i'm just so shocked um and this like one the now that i think about it the unwillingness to own up and be responsible of like he did not he was not responsible for his own health that he was going to tough it out he was going to tough out the pain and i'm like hell no i ain't having not no pain um that's what doctors are for that's what they're meant for and ultimately when i examined my first interactions with you know coming to my own and being a gay man or a man in general some i don't even know where i even got it from this fear of going to the doctor and fear of finding out that something is wrong with me internally and i am going to die and that fear, that scared the shit out of me. Cause I didn't want to know. So I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. You know. Uh, you know. Uh, got one life to live. Blah blah blah. But I, but for me, I think it really hit me, especially for me as a, a gay man. I was like, okay, in this culture, there's more. We're more prone to STDs. I didn't want to be a person to. Give something to someone, especially if you're a man who, if you're on a DL, you listen to this. You're having, you know, uh, uh, outside of your marriage, sex. Like, I was like, okay, I want to be responsible for who oh, I'm having sex with because I don't want to pass on anything to anyone. And I knew that I did. Would I be able to handle the guilt, the shame? And it was no because I knew that I could like get. Uh, medication for whatever. If I got something, but it would the shame and the guilt I would not be able to handle if I would have known to giving someone something that both of us couldn't get rid of. And so this huge fear. I remember going to the clinic, like just feeling feeling so scared. I would like sit in there and like you know seeing people walk out of there crying. This is before you know you would you would get your test results uh, so quickly uh and this is before prepping all this other stuff i was just so scared to find out something um and getting the relief that you know i was negative and i was like, okay i need to learn how to protect myself i need to even find out where this is coming from because i didn't know uh what this thing was and as i was interviewing one of the My uh, man who was HIV positive, it really hit me that the shame would have drowned me in a a dark place. Because as he was describing the guilt, the shame that he was in for two years, that he did not care about life anymore, that he basically gave up. And I was like, oh my God, that is what men are avoiding or why they avoid knowing or going to the hospital because if they found out something, the shame and guilt would make them want to take themselves out of life. And I was actually reading an article today that that more men are committing suicide Than actually getting a venereal disease, which is scary. Like the number jumped from 2006 to 2020 to 2021, has grown significantly because of getting an STD and they did not know, and then finally having someone challenge them to go and get tested out. That the guilt and the shame send them down spiraling dark place and when my friend you know he one of the guys friend and I interviewed him he's like I couldn't even do my job and um he had to like he got fired because he was so in this dark place and another guy a straight guy who I interviewed you know when I asked him he's in a relationship now and I said you know if you didn't take care of these beliefs about guilt and shame where do you think you would be in five to eight years? And he was like, I probably would be home alone, looking up, feeling depressed, down in this dark dark place where I was before I started to get help. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. We we as men sometimes avoid it. We would rather go hard, or go home, and not live in the unknown to keep to protect ourselves. And with actuality, we're not protecting ourselves. We're only hurting ourselves. We're damaging ourselves uh, mentally and, and internally and, and the person that we are in a relationship or not or slept with. So there's this, this guilt and shame that comes with uh, not asking for help or not getting help and not trusting our instincts in that moment to ask for help. And there's these beliefs that men have to tough it out, that we have to, you know, uh, that if I own up to this thing, I remember a a guy, a father said this to me. He was struggling. And he said, if my family found out that I am broke, I will be looked upon as weak and inadequate. And I cannot have that. I have to maintain my matriarchy image in my family and i was like wow he's willing to deal with the pain and the shame of being broke with himself and allow his family who loves him to help him and even in the moment he was wanting to sign up for this course he would not even take the money of his friends and family who offered it to him because his ego was in the way of him receiving, what I was talking about earlier, to receive the help because in his mind, he had to do it on his own. It had to come from him. And the universe was right there presenting an opportunity for him and he did not take it. You know, so a lot of us men that we are... We, we live in the shame of, you know, uh, guilt and shame where we can't even uh, ask for help because if we get found out, then we're going to be perceived a certain way. Fuck that shit. I'm going to ask for help. You know, there's a quote that says, we sabotage ourselves all the time. We have to get out of our own way and ask for help. Hashtag men, hashtag dads. This is from the Good Dad Project. And there's like these seven beliefs that stop men. We think that we can do it all ourselves. No, we cannot. We are put on this earth to help each other. We need each other to help each other grow and expand. And we can only do that through other people. Your transformation your job your love your joy is on the other side of being with someone else you cannot get anywhere in life without the help of someone else and we think that we're the only one to have this problem no we don't there is someone if i'm telling you and i said this coach used to say this all the time if you share yourself The very thing that you're dealing with is right in the conversation with the other person that you're dealing with, you're you're in contact with, because that person probably has been through what you've been through, and they have the answer to what you're dealing with. All you have to do is open your mouth, and you can break free of the mess, the shame, the guilt that you're in by just sharing yourself openly, vulnerably, and authentically, Number three, we're shamed where we are in our life compared to others. We're we're constantly comparing ourselves and shaming ourselves and beating ourselves up over up over these things that where we are, we're our age, and I should be rich, I shouldn't be in debt, I should be this, this and that, and that and that and that. And let me tell you, it is a detriment to your ego. You are where you are because of where you are. It's learning to tap into your intuition, those feelings to say, okay, what's the next next best step? And my girl Oprah says this all the time. Stay in your own lane and ask the universe, what is the next best step? Who can I ask the question that might have the answer? Who could help me get the answer that I need? Okay, learning to stay out of comparison comparison is the detriment of to your creativity and you making the next move in your life number four we don't want to destroy how we think others may view view us and somebody said this to me before it's like you know it's not that the women that you know we're trying to protect ourselves we're trying to protect our image in the eyes of other men and i was like ooh, we're trying to look good for other men I was like, oh no, trying to maintain this whole persona. And I was like, you know, no. If I have to maintain a certain image or persona to be in the circle of friends, I know that's not for me. I'm not being my true self, I'm not being my authentic self. So if you are in a group or in a relationship with friends or romantic or family that you have to maintain a certain image in order to be in their presence, it's time to reevaluate that situation. Number five, we don't want to be judged by ourselves. Our brain is constantly judging and assessing us. We have to learn how to push back on those thoughts, and especially, you know, especially last year was a really testing time for me, and a lot of people. And I used to judge myself for having some debt, and I used to, used to be in a shameful place that it got me so depressed. And I asked my coach, and I, you know, I, 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 I presented it to the community. Like, and my coach is like, okay. She talked me through it. She gave me some exercise to really deal and get to the bo- the root of th- where did that come from and heal that part of me and change those beliefs. And oh my God, it helped me out. And I was so glad that I asked for help, that it really changed the way I looked at my debt. And, you know, and I recently got this other uh, sort of mind shift from another coach, a friend coach. Just like you know, no, it was from Gabriella Bernstein. She said, "You know, you may be in debt now, but if you're able to pay your bills on time, that is abundance. Like the, the universe is supplying you with an, enough money to get you to, to supply your debt with the right amount of money, so you will not be behind. So you can pay your bills, so you can have a roof over your head, so you have uh, food uh, on the table for your family, your friends, for your for your family, for yourself. That is something to be grateful for." and be thankful for be thankful that you're able to uh, pay your bills on time and the money is coming in on time celebrating those moments number six youth the fear of rejection we don't want to say um, or share ourselves because we feel being rejected you know i'm collaborating on a project right now with another guy and you know it's been like a month that we barely knew each other but he said um I have to share something with you he said I'm really grateful for you and I said oh well what do you mean he was like you know you're the first person that I've collaborated with that you don't shut me down you actually take what I say and you elevate it and I feel good about what I'm creating with you and I said oh well I there was a little shock and this is my receiving. I said I received that and I said thank you You know, I'm all I, I wanna be around people that I can elevate who's elevating me because it allows me to express myself, express my emotions, express my feelings and if I can't express be free to cultivate that, you know, uh, then this place is not for me. You know, um Brene Brown talks about Cultivating a culture of vulnerability because vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, and uh, uh, of love. So I want to cultivate that with my audience, with my friends, and anything that I collaborate with to help this person to rise up with me. And that is what I'm doing with my clients, helping them rise up to the best version of themselves. And number seven, we don't want to face the truth about ourselves. You know, owning our truth, owning the truth, speaking the truth, like they said, the truth will set you free. And a lot of us are pretending. We are pretending in our relationships and we've been pretending way too long to tell the truth that this isn't working. This date is not working. This interaction is not working. And I need better. I need to be better. And I need to make up and apologize because I'm not giving my best. I'm not bringing my best. I'm bringing my baggage. And I apologize for you. You don't deserve to be punished by my past bullshit. That sets you free. That is what people fall in love with, with your owning your truth. And you're willing to change that. I'm saying, having the courage to say, I am not making it safe for you to open up in this relationship. What is it that I need to do or stop doing in order to create that safety so we can deepen our relationship? Having the courage to have courageous conversations. So, man... You got this. If you need help, I'm gonna leave a link in the below in the comments below so you can rise and be the best version of yourself. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Crazy Juicy Love podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. And if you really like this podcast, please share it. Twitter, Instagram, or on your webpage. Thank you. Crazy Juicy Love.